0: Welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast with Gemma and Makala. We're both coaches and entrepreneurs passionate about teaching you how to set up and run your coaching business, create more time and manage your mind because you're changing the world one mind at a time.
1: Hello and welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast, episode 56, Data Over Drama. The Freedom to Coach podcast is the podcast for coaches who are looking for more time and freedom in their businesses so they can keep on coaching. Hello, hello, and welcome. As I said, we're in episode 56. Who can believe it? Oh, my god! Drama over drama. I know, madness. It's madness. <laughs> and as usual, you have myself, Gemma, and my wonderful co-host, Mikala. Hey! Hello. Here with you today to talk about something that us nerds rather enjoy and we don't often talk about actually too much is analytics. <laughs> Is that me? Hang on, us nerds. So am I a nerd too? <laughs> I have. I have included you in the nerd, the nerd yeah. factor with me. Come on. All right. Fair you enough. You love research and numbers. Well, not so much numbers, but figures no. and research yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and okay. stuff. and stuff. Fair call. Fair yeah, come call. on. <laughs> You're not getting away with that one.
0: Yeah, all right. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely, you know, I'm nerdy in the way of, I like Doctor Who and Star Trek and that sort of stuff. but
1: Oh, well, there you go. I will
0: will embrace all sides of my geekiness. How's that? Yeah,
1: love it. Anyway, sorry, back to the episode. (laughs) Back back to the episode. Glad we cleared the air on that one. Now, (laughs) what in the world are we talking about here at the moment? So, flowing on from the past couple of episodes we have been chatting about in the current economic market and consumer trends and everything that's sort of happening in in Australia or in the USA, and I'm going to say most parts of the world at the moment, people are pulling back on spending. So at, at this time, something happens to us as business owners and our brains, of course, are having a freak out. And this, again, is something we have touched on. I know our chucking business tantrums episode. (laughs) You know, we love talking about our tantrums and our drama because we're human and it happens. But at this point, we go into drama mode of all of the thoughts. But at the same time, what we, well, I don't want to say what we should be doing, but what we should be doing (laughs) is looking at the actual facts and what is happening in our business. So that's um, what we mean by the data, the metrics, the analytics and things that, you know, um, we should be looking at and looking through to make those informed decisions and see actually what is happening in our business rather than where our brains might be, which is the usual suspect thinking, right? (laughs) Yes.
0: And so like with, this your analytics and your data it's not like it's there a lot yeah. of you and i did this at first too probably just ignored it like mm-hmm. blanked it out probably don't even know where to find it but if you go into your social media accounts or your email marketing platform it's actually like it's pretty much right in front of you when you log <laughs> <in>. it's there <laughs> um, it is it's it is there. Like you some platforms give you a lot of information. Some platforms give you a little bit of information, but you will always find that there is some data there that you can use to
1: help you work out what's going on and make decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, and go- uh, um, yeah, good to point that out actually, because it is there. you know, we don't really have to go searching through it Um, Mm. some platforms call it insights some call it analytics you know Mm. some they may use different words but it's not hard to find Um, and you You don't have to pay for an expensive platform to put it all together for you either like yeah no definitely not Um, and you may even find it actually quite enjoyable to go through and read (laughs) or not which is okay too (laughs) which is okay too (laughs) But there's things in there that you may be like, oh, that's quite surprising. You know what I mean? So you never know what you you are going to find in there. Um. But, but another thing I'd like to point out as well is, you know, when we are going through our business plans and our like marketing plans, whether it's social media um plan, content marketing plan, whatever we're um devising for X amount of time, you know, are you actually measuring that? So, for example, what, you know, KPIs or um, goals or benchmarks, whatever word you're using, how are you looking at measuring the su- success of those campaigns, whether it's one month or a three-month plan or whatever it is, you know, if you're not actually using something to measure measure it, then how are you going to know the success of it mm. so what um we are going to go through a little later on in the episode is some of those metrics and some of those um measurement tools that you can use um to measure the success you know because we're not just blindly throwing stuff out there on social media maybe you are but we are doing that for a reason so if you are blindly putting posts up on social media please stop <laughs> <laughs> well Keep keep putting
0: posts up on social media. We'll keep putting posts up. Then let's talk
1: about a plan, shall we? <laughs> yeah, just don't willy nilly it. You know, just look into why am I putting this post up? What do I want to, what do I want to get out of it? Hmm. You know, how is it bringing me further to my end goal? Which can be, it can just be brand awareness. That's totally fine. It doesn't have to be some big fancy crazy goal, but you know, we do need. A measurement of something to know if something is working, and that's not always, you know, a dollar figure, right? And it's Mm. not with these sorts of things, especially with socials. We're using that for many other things and many other metrics, right? So don't always think of it as as a dollar figure because it's Mm. not really.
0: And it's really like I know you're going to go a lot more into this in a moment, but it's It's to measure and but it also gives you an opportunity to compare things. Mm, mm-hmm. Like you know if you put up one type of post, mm. say, a quote or something, and then you put up another type of post, which is a photo of you and your dog, yeah, and somehow you make that relevant to your business. like it it allows you to look if you look at the metrics for each of the posts, you can work out, oh wow, like, and I mean, speaking from experience here, if I put up a photo of my dog, uh-huh. it gets like 20 times more attention than a quote. Uh-huh. You know, it's like it it allows you to compare things and work out what you might want to do more of and what you yeah. might want to do less of. So, you know, even if the metrics you're like, oh, my God, I just I don't want to have to deal with it, <laughs> it helps you, like, just a quick comparison of some of the things that Gemma's going to explain in a second will just help you make better decisions you know even on that level if
1: absolutely not digging down deeper yeah yeah totally uh, and that's a really good point um as well you know what posts are working what aren't working you know totally what do I want to do more of what do I want to do less of you know mm. and and it's an interesting one I'm exactly the same a dog post or a cat post just it it, (laughs) people love them but you just love them
0: I know (laughs) although my greyhound is quite lovable because she looks like an alien in and does these weird poses does yeah pretty pretty crazy yes (laughs) (laughs) But it's kind of like you know you pop up a post of yourself and people go oh yeah that's nice get a yeah. couple of likes and then you put up your dog next to it and it's like, whoosh, goes crazy.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Anyway,
1: and another, don't take it personally. <laughs> oh, totally. And another interesting one I find um, <laughs> is the Gemma doing something stupid videos or posts. That... Oh, I love those. <laughs> right?
0: I wish you all could have seen Gemma's face just then. <laughs>
1: I don't know what it is, but it's kind of like an Australia's Funniest Home Videos moment. you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like people just love you doing stupid shit, and I have so much evidence of that. <laughs> you know, so you just never know what, what's going to work, but that also really displays and reminds us that social media is that social platform, right? So, yes, we are there to want to use it as a quote-unquote sales tool, but it's more so using it as something for visibility and people are there for social aspects, right? So they're the kind of things they're interacting with and liking and loving and laughing at, right? That person part of who you are. So not saying to not include, you know, your knowledge and the business stuff and things like that, but it is important to just sort of remember it is a social network, mm. you know? And it really,
0: like, <clears throat> excuse me, doing those types of things, I think really digs into the whole, you know, we talk about the no, like, and trust factor. And sharing those parts of yourself is, mm. it's part of the like thing, you know? Totally. It's part, if you've got a quirky personality, you share that. And, people are going to respond to that and they're most likely going to be the people that are going to enjoy working with you because they love that quirky side of you. Yeah. Or one of my clients who's also a friend is a massive swearer (laughs) and, it's you know, people that follow her, she doesn't swear in text, but if she does like a video post, whoo, yeah. And, And that's how people get to know that side of her and the people she works with need to not have a problem with
1: that. Yeah, totally. I love it. I love a good swearer. Um, Yeah, so I guess delving into uh, the engagement metrics now without boring any of you. (laughs) We'll try and
0: keep it light.
1: We'll keep it light. Keep it as light as possible. Yeah. So first up, I want to talk about all of the engagement engagement um, metrics so these ones include any of um, reactions so we have likes comments and shares right so these ones are really good to um, look at and you know I mean these ones you don't even have to really go into a different section right it Mm. tells you on the post so (laughs) you know so these ones are pretty out there but they're important because these are the ones that you want who's actually engaging with you rather hmm. than, you know, the creepy ones that are there and follow you, but you never ever hear from them. You know, all those mems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've all got those. We've all got those, right? It's so crazy. Anyway, um, so those ones are really important. Uh, One, so you know which ones of your followers are engaging with the content. And two, engaged with content is better for you to be sharing more of. So you sort of get two out of um, those sorts of metrics. Uh, Of course, followers, you know, or subscribers, if we're over on email... Again, you don't need to go anywhere to, to look at that. So that's a really nice way to uh, even monitor, right? So has it gone up this month? Has it gone down? If it's gone down, maybe is it because of content shared? Is it because of something else, you know? Um, if it has gone up, why is it gone up? So they're good ones to, you know, that's a good one to pay attention to. Um, again, helping you understand of maybe what I do more of, what posts I don't do as much of. So there is a method to this madness, right? Um, now, cl- click-through rates, so is CTR. So if you're sharing content that's clickable, how many people are clicking on that? If they're clicking on that, you know, where are they going? And maybe at what point of the click-through could you be losing them, you know? And a click-through rate is good to understand as well because is it that they've then click through and subscribe to your email. So it's a really good metric to pay attention to. It's quite an important one because it's sort of gone even above the engagement. They've actually gone and, you know, um, clicked through to something shock horror. Mm. And that can also help you get an idea of what
0: calls to action are working. You know, if you've got a Learn more, like if you use something like that, or if you use something a bit quirkier and a bit more exciting, like you, it it can be a really good indicator of what is capturing people's
1: attention and making them want to click through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in in some uh, in some metrics or insights, or depending on what you're using, some people will call a CTR click through rate a conversion rate. So conversion rate isn't just um, money-wise, you know. So if that if you're looking at ads, then that's quite an important um, metric. But conversion rate again is, you know, have I signed up for the newsletter? Have I made a purchase? Um, you know, have I clicked on that call to action? And again, just like Mick said, it's it's really good for you to know what call to actions are working. What buttons are people pressing on? You know, we, we what copy is compelling to, you know, get that person to push the button mm. pretty much. So um, you know, it's it's a really good one there. And then if we are talking um ads and page, of course, conversion value, you know. So what is the return on investment you're getting there for? Um, your ad spend, which obviously once we're spending money in that, it's something that's really important, right? And you definitely want to be um, tracking that. And just the last thing with spent ads as well is a cost per lead. So, you know, what is your total cost divided by the number of leads you're getting out of your paid campaign if you're doing a, a lead generation campaign? So, if that's something you want to do, you're putting in some money to get more leads and build up your subscribers and things like that, which is amazing. You know, what's the value of that? What are you paying for that? So So that's, yeah. Can you just explain
0: a little bit more how that one works? Like what, what does it mean for someone to become a lead? What could that look like in your,
1: um, in your paid campaign, for example? Yeah, totally. Um, So when it comes to Facebook and ads, there's various ways of, um, you know, setting it up. So you have campaign types. And if you're doing a campaign type as a lead um, generation, there's various uh, types and the things you do. So you'll create an ad and you'll decide what type of leads you want. And that will click through to something. So you'll have your ad, you'll have your button. And that will go through, it can go through to a landing page, right? So that's a click-through right there of people landing on that landing page. Mm -hmm. And then what does that look like? Maybe you're getting them to download something. Maybe you're getting them to subscribe um, to your newsletter. Maybe you're getting them to come to a webinar. So there's various types of things you can give them away or lead them to. And once they've put in that email address to either download the thing, subscribe to your email or go to your webinar, that's when they become the lead. Once you've gotten that information, which is their name and email. So they've given you that bit of their information. They've now become that lead. So they haven't spent money with you. You know, they're not a conversion. They're, They're a lead. Now, what does that mean? It means you've now had an interaction with them. So they're probably most likely going to be on your email list. And you know how Mick and I love emails. <laughs> so if you've not, gone... please review our previous episode. Yes. <laughs> please go back to previous episodes. So you now have, have them on their list. So what do you do? They are a lead. You start then to nurture them. So, you know, it is good to pay some money to do that, right? It's a faster way to build up your email lists, you're going to quite a big audience, but you are also paying for it. So you do want to figure out what's a good cost per lead for you, right? So is it costing you $20 every time one person becomes a lead, you know, or is it costing you $4? Is it costing you $100? right? So th- that's up to you to sort of figure out with you and what you want to be spending on how much do I want to spend per person to then get them onto my email list. So, you know, when, once we're going to paid ads and that, of course, your analytics, your metrics become a lot. I'm not going to say they become a lot more important, but, you know, if if you are on a budget, what's a reasonable amount of cost per lead that, that you want to spend? Mm. Yeah. Oh, that was so much fun. That just lit up my day. (laughs) I know. You just went into full-on teacher mode. (laughs) Like, watch out. (laughs) She's in her element. Goodness me. I told you I am like an analytics nerd. Oh, my God. I love (laughs) these. I love the stuff. God, I I haven't had that much fun talking about that in a long time. So mic drop. Thank you. I'm just going to have a little break and uh, take a breath.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, while you do that, um, one that... I would like to talk to is reach and impressions Mm. because that's something that I get asked about a lot and something that I'm, Mm. it took me a really long time to wrap my head around. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at reach, Mm -hmm. you're looking at the number of unique users who have seen your content. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, your stuff has appeared in their feed. For them to see Mm -hmm. when you're looking at impressions it's talking about the number of times that your content has been displayed but Mm -hmm. it could appear multiple times for one person like have you ever had those ads and I do all the time and it drives me insane the same ad just keeps appearing again and again like even in this same two minutes that you're scrolling through. Um, So that's an impression. It's the number of times it appears and it could be multiple times for the one person, whereas the reach is the number of unique users who have seen your content. So I just wanted to kind of um, point that one out for those of us who (laughs) just don't understand or who have
1: struggled with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, we, I just, so we don't drag on too much with this, let's just touch a little bit on some, you know, metrics and things to watch uh, in our emails because it is just as important to see what's happening over there in our email land um, and for the same sort of reasons, right? You know, are people opening this email with this type of subject heading? So maybe you want to, you know, Use that sort of similar heading of people are opening, you know, that subject line. So for the same sort of reasons, are people reading through this sort of content, maybe that's more of what I should send them. Um, so of course, leading into that, an open rate. <laughs> so how many people out of your list are opening that last email? So super important to know, right? Um, again, we have a click through rate. So if you've got calls to action in there and you're getting them to click through to something same sort of thing how many people that open that email are then clicking on the thing that you're giving them mick do you want to (laughs) jump in sure Um, are you having cat issues
0: (laughs) she keeps disappearing off screen
1: (laughs) I do keep disappearing off screen, so I'm a little frazzled. No, I did have the postman come. Oh,
0: postman issues. That's okay. We
1: like to share our behind the scenes a little
0: bit. <laughs> so that's
1: why I'm a little uh, out of breath and frazzled. So yes.
0: Please. <laughs> um. Okay. Sorry. Where were we up to? Um. Where were we up to? Bounce
1: Open rate.
0: Up? Yeah. Bounce rate. Oh yes. So the bounce rate basically means that an email is undeliverable Mm -hmm. for various reasons. It could be that the email address no longer exists. It could be that there's a problem with the email server. Um, Sometimes, you know, in bigger organisations and things, email can just go down Mm -hmm. um, and they won't accept emails, so it'll bounce back. Um, Or it could be that the recipient's mailbox is full they've got again it tends to happen in larger organizations if you use something like gmail or you know if they're those kind of emails you can have hundreds of thousands of emails in your inbox and it doesn't matter but Uh if it's more for an organization if someone's used a work email um, then the mailbox being full can be a problem and that's known as a soft bounce so oh and the other reason could be because the email address is incorrect someone's put in too many letters or missed a letter or misspelt something. That's called a hard bounce. So a hard bounce is basically the email doesn't exist. A soft bounce is something's temporarily gone wrong or the inbox mm-hmm. the email's temporarily unavailable. Yeah, um, and a high bounce rates can negatively impact your sender reputation. And mm-hmm. sender reputation is it really important with regard to spam filters. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a high level of particularly hard bounces, then whichever email marketing platform that you're using can flag something. And then when they send an email on on your behalf, that little flag kind of is attached to your email and goes to the recipient platform and that recipient platform goes hmm, that email's got a little flag attached for some reason. I might just pop it in spam just to be safe. So it's something to be aware of. It can be really good after you've sent a campaign to have a look at your bounce rate and then to have a look at those email addresses that have bounced. Mm. It could be like I've seen ones where people have just spelt Gmail wrong so mm. if that's the case you can just go in and fix it you know sometimes we type really quickly and I like, sent a newsletter for my day job the other day and one sentence I wrote I'm like there are so many things wrong with that sentence but I didn't <laughs> pick it up until after I'd sent it oh that happens like, to all of us it yeah did not make sense it did not yeah. work. but anyway,
1: yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I will fix it next time but yeah like just Go in, check your bounces, see if there's a reason that you can see and you yeah. can fix. Yeah. Um, And if not,
1: you might want to just delete it out there so it doesn't become a problem for you. Yeah, absolutely. And then following from on from that is our unsubscribe rate. So, you know, how many people are... Uh, Leaving a list, you know, and we know that in any emails you do need to have an unsubscribe, you know, button available. Um, We do need to let people opt out, you know, ethically, I think, anyway. It's also
0: a a legal requirement Yeah, um, in Australia and just pretty much across the world. It's a thing called GDPR. Don't ask me what it stands for. Oh, damn, after... I'm like, <laughs> what's that? Oh, my God. I've talked about it for years and years and years and done workshops on it and I still can't remember. It's the general something or another. Yeah. But it, it's like a a worldwide um, standard for yeah, okay. email marketing. Yeah, You can Google it, GDPR, read yeah. all of the stuff. But basically yeah. you... in in short people have to give their express permission to get on your email list you can't just slip them on there without telling Mm, them yeah um you have to have an unsubscribe option a way that people can remove themselves from your email list yeah and you have to clearly identify who you are as the sender yeah you can't do any dodgy underhanded I don't know what that might look like, but you can't do it. <laughs> None <laughs> of that stuff is okay. Um, if you do do that stuff, then you know you can be marked as spam, and mm. some countries can prosecute, I believe. Yeah. Um, for people doing that, so you know, look, a lot of email marketing platforms that have actually got it set up in a way that they've taken care of those things for you. Yeah. Um. So thank you to those platforms, (laughs) but yeah, just if you're listening, if you're listening, but yeah. So (laughs) if, if on your email marketing platform, you're putting together an email and you see at the bottom, um, you know, to unsubscribe hit here, uh, click here, don't delete that. Don't feel the need to
1: remove that. It can get you into a lot of trouble. Absolutely um and finally um you know no one likes to see all the people leaving your list but you know <laughs> still got to have a look at it but on the flip side of that your list growth rate you know how many people are you going up in x amount of time so that's a really good metric to pay attention to especially if you're doing paid right but you'll be monitoring that anyway but if you're not doing paid it's it's awesome to be Uh, looking at that and seeing how that's growing and where that growth is coming from. If you've got a couple of lead magnets, you know, is it coming from website or social or whatever's happening? Um, So another awesome metric to pay attention to.
0: Um,
1: So we've covered covered the drama, the drama, the data
0: pretty well, I think. Yeah, I think, (laughs) (laughs) I think hopefully everyone's still awake. You're all still with us. So Let's talk about uh, the drama. Yes. Because we've all got brains.
1: We, we do, yes.
0: And they all like to make things mean yes, they don't meant to mean.
1: Yes, yes, they're very so, good at that. <laughs> probably one well
0: not probably, definitely one of the biggest things that's going to send your brain into a spin is Unfollowers, it mm. like people who unfollow unsubscribe mm-hmm. all of that sort of stuff yeah why is it good gem for people to unfollow or unsubscribe why should that actually be looked on as a positive thing <laughs> would you like me to start
1: <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I love putting you on the spot You've so got to put me on the spot. Well, my my <laughs> first thought is maybe you don't actually want them there, right? Ooh. So maybe they've read what you've written. They're like I'm not interested. Well, if they're not interested, you don't really want them there. Yeah, maybe not they've your subscribed. People. Yeah, they're not your people. Maybe they subscribe thinking, oh, this thing's good, and then they're like, eh, right? <laughs> or if they don't like what they see or, or what they read, they're not your people, so you don't actually want them there. Mm. you know. And secondly, if they are there and never opening an email or never engaging or anything like that, you know, they're going to sort of drag those metrics down too. So <laughs> It's probably better that they are unsubscribing, right? Yeah. And,
0: and the other thing too is people like you get people that don't open your emails and they are actually at some point going to be costing you money. Because if you're using Mm. a free email marketing platform, they have like a cap. at Like the one that I recommend people use, MailerLite, you can use the free platform up to a 1,000 subscribers. Anything over that you start spending. And um, MailChimp and all the others, they've all got something like that, a free version. Once you hit that cap, you're paying. So what you want to do is actually regularly go through and look at the people who haven't opened any emails for a while. Because there could be a few reasons. One is they're just not interested, and they yeah. they don't do inbox zero. <laughs> Shock, gasp, horror! <laughs> not my people. I don't, don't want to know anything. Yeah, definitely I don't not want your anything people. To do with those people. Um, so that yeah, they don't get their inbox to zero. <gasps> they aren't interested in what you've got to say, or somehow for some reason you're going to their spam folder so if you recognize a trend if you go in and see the people who haven't opened in a while and again a lot of email marketing platforms will do this for you they'll Mm -hmm. give you an the ability to run a report and kick up the people who haven't opened anything in say six months what you can do then or what you want to do then what is really good practice is delete those people from your list Mm -hmm. because you know they're they're doing the same thing as the people that are unsubscribing in a way. Like they're just not interested anymore. They're just not actually taking the action to unsubscribe. So, you know, you want to get rid of those people. And like Gemma said, they, they'll up your metrics. Yeah. <laughs> so it might be, you might send an amazing email out, you've nailed it on the content, you've nailed it on the subject line, the metrics you get back are crappy because you've got half of your email list who just who haven't opened an email in six months for whatever reason. Mm. So, you know, and, and you might take that to mean, oh, the email didn't do very well, whereas in actual fact you nailed it. You know, mm-hmm. your, your response from those 50 people or 50% of people that did open it were fabulous.
1: Yeah. But mm-hmm.
0: because those hanger honorers are still there in your metrics... It's dragged it all down. So, you know, good email list hygiene is another thing to to be aware of. Get rid of the people that aren't opening your stuff. You don't want them there. They're the hanger-oners, the Debbie Downers. Get rid of them.
1: Oh, I love it. And, yeah, remember to do all of that from a place of data, not drama, right? Because, you know, if your head's going in a spin of they don't like me and people don't like me and everything, well, they probably don't, right? Does it matter? No, we don't want the Debbie Downers, right? (laughs) (laughs) But that goes for all of these metrics, right? And the, the, Mm. the problem with a lot of them is we can, our human brains get stuck in them engagements, not enough people like me, I've lost followers, X, Y, Z. This has happened, that's happened, this has happened, that happened. None of it matters, right, in that sense. Look at it from a business and data perspective, not a personal perspective. So don't get lost in that drama side of your metrics and analytics. And that could be a reason why a lot of people as well avoid it, right? Yeah. But it's not a personal thing, right? It never is. Maybe they just don't want to read your content. It's not for them. It's not that you're not for them, right? And if you aren't for them, you don't want them there anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, they're, they're not your tribe. They are not your tribe. So I guess the most important thing to today- <laughs> from this very informative episode. I'm very glad we did this. I've actually had so much fun doing it is, you know, when you're devising your strategies, you know, make sure you've come up with some KPIs or some goals or some measurement tools of how you're going to measure the success of that. And the way you check that success and measurement is through you know, your data and and analytics and just make sure we're looking at data and cleaning up the brain drama that comes with that so we can make informed business decisions from that statistical data.
0: Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how we can give you the freedom to coach, then check out our website, www.freedomtocoach.com.au Until next time, take care and keep on coaching.